Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Super Serious Dog Podcast. Jazz hands. <laughs> um, today, we are joined by our good friend, Allison, and with Complete Canine in South Florida. Welcome, Allison. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate that. Um, I am super pumped that you are on the show because, A, I love freaking hanging out with you, and B... Um, life sucks sometimes, and I'm really glad that I can surround myself with friends and people that I love in any way, shape, or form that I feel like. Absolutely. I miss you guys. I know. We were going to hang out again. We saw each other. We actually did get to see each other this year, Mm -hmm. back way, way back in February. Pre-pandemic. Or January. Was it January? I think it was January. And honestly, that was my favorite part of the year because that was that was a great time. It was a great time. Way (laughs) back in January, remember that time we way back when hung out in my unmarked white minivan in a parking lot (laughs) with Blake Rodriguez too, (laughs) with Blake and Clayton. Oh, that was hilarious. (laughs) Oh God, not suspicious at all. (laughs) I told you not to tell your mom. Oh, that was too funny. Um, real quick before we get into things, uh, this podcast is sponsored by Puppyscapes. Um, they make these super duper awesome, amazing, uh, like playground type equipment for your dogs. You can get A-frames, you can get jumps, you can get these really intricate systems that have like suspension bridges, really great for building confidence um, for dogs. Um, and just, you know, get some good quality exercise. It's not always chaos and running around. Um I got to play on Courtney's today. It was really yeah. fun. I felt like a kid. Yeah, the <laughs> whole process—the <laughs> whole process was super great. Like Patrick, the guy, super awesome guy to deal with. Yep. Um, helped me pick out my colors when he he delivered it because I live local to him. Um, and he like even did touch ups upon delivery. Like, and he let mm-hmm. me know like if you ever need anything, you need me to move it, whatever. Just let me know. I'll come over and help. Super awesome guy. So yeah. I really Very enjoyed cool. dealing with his company. Yep. So right. for, for a limited time, you can get um, a discount. You get 5% off single items and 7% off if you get multiple things. And just make sure you fill out the contact form and mention that you heard about him through Super Serious Dog Podcast. Woo! All right. Okay. I don't think we have any announcements. So I'm going to just dive right in to Allison's icebreaker question. Let's break the ice. All right. Hit it. If your dog or dogs, you can decide how you want to answer this. If your dog had their own business, what would it be and why? Oh, man. All right. So I've got three dogs. Um, and my pit would definitely be a hitman, like for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, no questions asked, hand down. Ruka, my Malinois, she is straight out of Miami. So I know she would do some sketchy shit too. Um, <laughs> so she'd be like a drug kingpin or some shit or like. At, queen, absolutely. Um, <laughs> ab- you could just queen call pin. her a co- cocaine cowgirl at this point. <laughs> um, and my little Patterdale, he's a good little boy. Um, he's not too evil yet, but he's in the making. Um, he, he's- he would. 
he's he delicious. is so freaking cute. Oh my god! Like I think he's a little newspaper boy. Really? Aww, yeah, that's adorable. Yeah. That's so he's awesome. awesome. He really so is, awesome. especially he, compared to the other two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he thinks he's also a Malinois, but he's definitely full blown terrier. So I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying him. I'd never thought I'd label myself as a terrier person, but yeah, here we are. He's freaking awesome. Terriers are fun, man. I like terriers. So for our listeners that have heard me tell stories about my dogs, you may have noticed Alan, Allison talked about her dog Ruka. Um, just so you guys know, when I learned that this girl that I didn't know had a dog named Ruka, I was like, hi, we're best friends. <laughs> your dog's connection. name is Ruka, so we're probably going to get along great. And then we did. And I was like, well, that worked out. And then I requested requested Ruka, obviously, for the Nelson seminar. And not going to lie, I was a little butthurt when Ruka went to somebody else. Sorry. Uh, but I did get to hang out with the perfect Nelson. Um, little guy Nelson. He was, he was, he was, he taught me so much. He's, he was the first lap dog. Like I am not a lap dog person. I don't like dogs in my lap. But I'm like, you know what, buddy? He's a you special kind of lap dog though. Like mm-hmm. exactly. Like he understands you know it's a privilege kind of. Yep. yep. <laughs> he can roll with it. Yeah. And he settles so quickly too. Like the minute he's in your lap, he's like, cool, I'm going to be here a while. And he like plops down, gets comfortable. And he's like, I'm here. Whereas like some dogs, they like stand there awkwardly or they fidget a bunch. They don't really know how to lay. It's like this whole process of like getting acclimated, but not Nelson, not, not little dog Nelson. And just for <laughs> our listeners, just to clarify, Courtney's dog Nelson is named after the dog trainer, Nelson Hodges. <laughs> yes. So just a little bit of confusion. We went to a seminar run by Nelson Hodges. Well, I guess technically run by Courtney, but hosting Nelson Hodges to teach his wisdom. Um, and that's what we were talking about. So we're yeah. actually uh, going to a like puppy seminar this weekend. And it makes me sad Ooh. that you won't be there um, by running, run by Nelson Hodges. So it'll be fun. It'll be at his facility. Oh. Just yeah. a one day thing. A lot of puppies. Just, I'm excited. <laughs> Can you handle it? That's my, puppies are my favorite thing ever. We're gonna get to meet his puppy, his German Shepherd puppy. I'm so excited! I'm Ooh. so excited. Bosch, right? Yes. That's his name. Yes. Mm-hmm. Been following him on his Facebook page. Yep. Nice. He's That's like just awesome. a big old floppy GSD, just your typical classic. He's yep. beautiful. Yeah, he's super duper cute. I've been enjoying all of Nelson's updates because they're very like. I'm going to tell you a story about him in every post. <laughs> and I just feel like I'm just hanging out with Nelson when I read his post. It's, it's great. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so what, what have you been up to? Um, how has business been since the pandemic? Have, has it exploded? Is it the same? Is it- oh, man. Um, I have absolutely exploded, which, which is exciting. Um, so, you know, when the pandemic first hit and I'm in South Florida, um, where everybody thinks Floridians are crazy and they kind of are, um, I'll, I'll give you that. Florida Um, man. Florida man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's wild down here, but pretty much, you know, I was quiet for a little bit and then boom, everybody is at home with their dogs. Um, so I am booked out until 2021. Um, no shit. That's awesome. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I am no longer taking any new clients really at this point. Um, but I have been doing group classes since about May uh, safely, and that's been really awesome. Um, and then all I do is pretty much private sessions in group classes. 
Um, so I, I think my biggest thing, um, this year is actually stepping out of my shell and doing shit like this. I, um, I've never done a live podcast. And then I did my first interview with Kevin Lee the other night and that was pretty awesome too. And I've never done anything like that. I'm pretty low key on social media, uh, mostly because I try to, you know, stay away from it. And just live your life like, yeah. like we all fucking should. <laughs> yeah, I'm on my phone a lot for work, um, and it's not a good thing. So I try to chill on my off time. Um, but, you know, push, pushing myself to do stuff like this. I got a new puppy, um, little Patterdale named Jet. And I got um, something new called, it's done by the AKC, uh, but it's you can get a farm dog title. Interesting. Um, oh, I've heard yeah. about that. Yes. What's, what's in the farm dog title? So pretty much it's a pass or fail test. And it's pretty, it's, I think it's a little bit more advanced than a canine good citizen, but done in a farm setting around livestock. Um, and it's just something, you know, it's something different. And I don't really mind, like in my business, I kind of promote like the AKC uh, pet titles, like CGC, you yep. know, Kurt, uh, blah, blah, what's it called? Community and then urban Uh, Just because they're pretty, they're actually pretty good expectations. Um, It gives people something to focus on. Yeah, exactly. And And then they like getting that little ribbon at the end. Like, so be it. If they're doing something better with their dogs, I totally, I totally promote that. Um, So that's something new that I just got that I'm going to be working, you know, towards. um, And I'm pretty excited about it because it's, it's a little bit different. Are the test items pretty similar? It's like, downstay recall all that kind of stuff but like just around livestock and in a farm setting but pretty much the same thing kind of it's more like placing your dog um on different like tarps hay bales textures waiting at a gate is your dog okay with you greeting livestock um being accept acceptable or having it accept like dogs in its space too which Mm -hmm. i think is a pretty good one so you know, that can be a good goal for yeah. any reactive dog owner to work on or, if you're, you know. Do you have a place to practice this? Like, do you have access to livestock so you can I, expose your dog to these kind of things? I do. Um, so I've been, um, before dogs came into my life, I've been an avid equestrian. So that, uh, especially in the last year, has been kind of my thing to do away from dogs as I go back to riding horses. Uh, but now that I've got a horse, uh, I can actually use the barn that I keep them at to, um, to kind of use that as livestock. And there's like every creature there possible. Yeah. That's and awesome. Horse people tend to have dogs as well. So like there's usually an abundance of dogs and cats and random stuff. Um, oh yeah. Oh on, yeah. On it's, it's all there. I feel like B-Town would do pretty awesome with everything except for the strange dog in his space. Well, I think, I think like specifically like the dog has to be able to wait in a car and like having a dog pass by the car and not have it lose its shit. Oh, he can do that. Yeah. (laughs) He can do that these days. Reasonable request. Back in the day, no. (laughs) And and it's a pass fail thing. So it's like if your dog has a reasonable response to a dog passing by or a reasonable response to you greeting livestock. Like if it's a border collie, it's probably going to be watching intensely, but I'm sure like as long as it's not forging forward or... Right. Losing its shit, like there's right. there's pass fail, you know? Yeah. 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 It either totally. does it or it doesn't. I, Not I, only I, that, but you'd be surprised like how many dogs that don't do well in a typical setting actually do better. Yeah. Um, 
in a farm setting. So there's more space. Mm-hmm. I feel like way that's the more space. Thing. You guys have space. We don't have space. Yeah. Tejas. You guys have depends on where you are. Because if you're downtown, dude, I did some. I, I haven't done a lot of like downtown lessons lately, um, or at least throughout the pandemic type sort of stuff. Um, but lately, I've been doing a lot more downtown stuff, and I was down there waiting for my client to come get me because his complex is um, complicated, but also his dog pees in excitement. So we always meet outside, let him pee, and then we say hello. And I was like, holy shit, there's so many people and so much activity. And like, I'm I'm usually the type of person that thrives off that sort of thing. But instead I was like, not anxious, but just very like suddenly hyper aware of everything going on. And I was just like, what are all these people? Where did you go co- oh, from all these high rises? Duh, obviously. Right. <laughs> um, but, and I used to live in that type of setting. Like I was, I've been in apartments forever. Now I'm in a pretty quiet neighborhood um, still like in town, but it's, it's definitely a very different vibe. And it, the other day we did a lesson and it was very quiet that morning. It wasn't like it was crappy weather, but it was weird that like, I suddenly was like, where is everybody? <laughs> Who the fuck are you people? Come on. I need distractions. Like we didn't need distractions in our first few lessons. Now we need them. Come on people. So, um, it's like, we just yeah. need to push a button and like play people. Cause I know I've had that happen in <laughs> lessons where like, you know, when the time we need 20 dogs to walk by, it doesn't happen. But when yep. the time we're focusing on something new that the dog doesn't really understand, like 30 bikes drive by and it's like, oh, well, uh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yep. All right. Yep. Opportunity missed. Great. Yep. <laughs> Super fun. Super fun. So, Allison, I have a question for you. Because I don't it. think I've ever asked you this before either. But Ooh, draw. What, what would like- you say? <laughs> what would you say? <laughs> is your favorite, like one of your favorite dog training tools. And it's okay if you have multiple favorites. Um, I do like the clicker. And I like the clicker. Yeah. And I, can I, can I tie that answer with the prong prong collar? Um, I think, I think most, most people were expecting a collar type answer. Um, I guess half of that is true, but feel like with slip leads, people can be hit or miss with a slip lead. Um, and with an e-collar, I'll only give an e-collar to like my clients who really understand it. I won't, I don't really subscribe any tool to one dog. Um, yeah. but I feel like if those are the most easily passable ones, that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah. Safest bet. Safest yeah. bet. Why, why do you like the, um, Prong collar and the clicker. Like, why? Why is that equal in your head in terms of love for them? <laughs> um, prong Put collar. Put you on the be- spot. <laughs> I like it um, because honestly, down here, like, there's no off leash space. Um, n- like, not a lot at all. So most dogs have to be walked on leash here. So a giant request that I get all the time is, you know, they want to be able to walk their dogs. So I think prong collar seems to be my go, my most go-to tool, but I'm, I'm open to anything, but I feel like those are the easiest for me to instruct and pass them on and, and teach clients safely. Um, and, and same with the clicker. I mean, you can, you, they can screw up the clicker, <laughs> but there's not much that, that they're going to screw up in the training, Yeah, you know? Um, so even if it, even if it's just fundamental stuff, but I can equally show them how to use a clicker and then, 
you know, if they're using both tools, I can show them how they go hand in hand to mark what behavior they do like or what behavior they don't like. Yeah. So, um, that's awesome that you said that in the story that we're going to talk about in our Patreon episode. Um, those are the two tools I chose to use in that situation um, because I yeah. was like, these are the easiest two to transfer and they'll get us hopefully where we're trying to go. Um, which that's awesome. There's yeah. a lot more to that story. I'll tell you yeah. later. I um, I wasn't necessarily afraid of prong collars, but I think like I was, I had tons of exposure to I them. I was but when I, I first saw them. Are you kidding? I was oh. like, oh, it's so scary looking. When I was a little yeah. baby dog trainer, <laughs> yeah, I was like, ah, but it's scary. More, but like when when I first got exposed to like dogs, there was three hundred dogs on property at APA, and like a shitload of them had prong collars. Some of them had plastic prong collars. Some of them had harnesses. Some of them had halty. Some of them had gentle leaders. They, they it was just tools. Um, and then I knew that the behavior team used e-collars. So, um, like, I wasn't like, oh, how dare you? Because they were very much <laughs> like, it's, it's find the tool that's appropriate for the, uh, for the dog. Right? right away. Um, yeah, exactly. But like after working for, um, the company that I used to work for, which is predominantly e-collars and having to like constantly, not necessarily defend the e-collar because like, honestly, it was pretty rare that people would like attack us or whatever for that. Um, it was just kind of more like demonstrating and making sure that clients felt comfortable using it and whatever. And to the point where like, I honestly was like, I, I don't feel comfortable correcting a dog, even though I would do it sometimes with the e-collar. I just, it was just this weird, like cognitive dissonance thing that happened to me that like didn't logically make sense based on like all of my experiences and my understanding of dog training. Like it just, it was just dumb. Was I dumb. went I went through that mm. same thing. We worked for the same company and we mm. taught the same stuff and I went through the same thing with the e-collar for a period. I was I was really weird about using it. I was like, yeah. oh, I just died. Hmm, yeah. I don't know. I, I would know. only use it for like self-correcting, right? So like the dog would hit the end of the leash and correct itself. That's basically kind of my like that's my safest way of using it and explaining it. And then of course, now I don't I don't think that feel that way anymore Um, (laughs) because there's a time and a place for everything. And honestly, I got so used to this like narrative of like, no, I don't, I don't correct dogs. No, you, you communicate, you build them up, you do all the stuff, which is absolutely true. You should always do that. But once you you get stuck in the mantra. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Especially after being there for four years, you know, like it's, it's easy to, um, and to yeah. the point where like where I was at conference and I remember talking to Chad and I told him like, I'm afraid of correcting dogs. And he looked at me and he was like, no, you're not. <laughs> and I was like, okay, no, I'm not. I'm Whatever not. you say, Chad. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm not. Um, <laughs> uh, but that's, that's really cool. I love the clicker too. I'm a big fan of the clicker. Um, and just yes marker, but especially the clicker. I fucking just, I have ADD. So. Anything that makes noise. It works for you. Yeah. 100%. 100%. It is fun. But I'm always cautious when I give it to a family with kids because I'm like, this is not a toy. Like, it's not for you to just hand to your kid and be like, okay, just click for the dog because then we're going to, you know, we're going to lose that tool real fast. No, no, no. You you hand the treat to your kid and you click for the kid. Right. That's how we're going to do this. Right, right. Unless they're like a preteen or older. Sure, sure. If they're old enough. There's definitely yeah. been some kids that are like mature enough. <laughs> I had a kid tonight and I was working with uh, this miniature schnauzer 
and he has like the worst habits already formed, but the little girl is damn good. Yeah. And uh, she showed up her dad tonight and how to do a down command. And it was, it was phenomenal because they just emulate everything. Mm-hmm. They're little they just, sponges. And yes. if they're into it, they're into it. And they will just like mm, take that shit and run. I love seeing yeah. like little kids that are apt um, and able to like take that kind of instruction. That's really cool. What was the schnauzers uh, issues? Like how, how old is it? And like, what, what was it? What'd they call God. you for? He's like a year um, and he's a little pet store schnauzer and he's actually a really cool dog. But like even tonight we were doing like puppy pushups, like sitting down um, and the dog got frustrated with me asking it down. So he just like bit my f- hand like a few times and it was like he didn't break skin or anything, but he was just like frustrated. Frustrated, yeah. You know, and he just has like just typical kids that just don't understand, you know, picking the dog up. He's constantly growling at them. <laughs> and the, the dog really is absolutely no threat, but the, the kids are damn good with their timing, believe it or not. So just teach, teaching them how to train the dog. Um, and the parents really aren't involved. It's actually pretty cool. That's awesome. That's right. yeah. how, old are the, how old are the kids? They're like, uh, what are they? They're pretty damn young. Like less eight, than 10. Yeah. Eight. And it's like the little boy is the problem. Um, eight and like four. The girl is four. The the boy is four. Oh, the boy is four. Okay, he's a little terror. Yeah, the girl's eight, and (laughs) she's she's on her shit. Let me tell you, that's awesome. You should be like like tell like call back in like ten years or something like that, and be like, hey. You want to be a dog trainer? Yeah, I don't, <laughs> be my I, don't, I don't even really like kids. And I'm like, you know what? You can fucking yeah. hang. All right. Yeah, that's awesome. Right. There's, there's some you. cool ones out there. There's there some cool are. ones. There are. That's really cool. Um, is there anybody specific that you look up to? I know you go to a lot of seminars and that kind of stuff, and you're always like continuing your education as most awesome dog trainers do. Um, <laughs> but is there anybody in particular that like you really look up to? Oh man, there, there's a few, um, Larry Crone, I think is always going to be a go-to for me just because he simplifies the crap out of everything for every human to understand. Um, so yeah, especially for e-collar stuff. And I actually don't really do a lot of e-collar stuff with my clients. Um, a lot of them I have e-collar trained, but that's not like my biggest thing. Like I said, it has to be like the right people that understand their dogs and their relationships and whatnot. Um, but you know, I'm not a big, um, I don't spend as much time on my phone. So like another big thing this year is like getting back into like e-learning cause there's no ICP conference this year, which makes me so sad. No. Um, yeah, no. that would have been yeah. ridiculous this year. Like it would have been a I shit know, show in the best possible way. Cause like, and guess where I would be Florida. In yeah. Florida, it'd be come- backyard. <laughs> no, it'd be a few hours away, but pretty much, yeah, you could say that. That's your, that's your backyard relative to Texas. I'm just saying. Yeah, Have like, you yo, seen Texas, Texas is only two hours away by a flight. So, yeah, that's not too bad. That's not no. bad at all. No. So you want to come next weekend? Coming over, okay? <laughs> Do it. You want? That's awesome. I, I like Larry Kern a lot. He actually has a whole seminar circuit that he just announced. And I think I'm going to go to the one in Amarillo. I was talking to Courtney today about whether or not I should get a working spot or just like a audit spot and just observe. Ooh, but, I might want to join you for that. It's on my birthday. Yeah. Is it? Courtney yeah. may or I'm may try- not go. I'm trying to, to decide if that's what I'm doing for my birthday. 
yeah. had not thought ahead to my birthday because, well, you know, it's been 2020 and <laughs> it's kind of a one day at a time, one week at a time, just, yep. mm-hmm. just do what is on the schedule yep. type of system I've been on, not, not thinking into January. Yep. Yep. I understand um, that. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited. Honestly, I'm very picky about like, um, especially with Boston, like how many, like who, what, like if I go to a seminar, whether or not I get a working spot, cause usually I bring him because honestly he's, he's the one I'm constantly trying to work with and figure out and build a better relationship. And on top of that, he, he loves to fucking learn new stuff. He loves to train. He loves to do all kinds of things. Um, but like, I'm definitely very protective of him. Like there's definitely been some seminars where I was like, man, I am so glad I did not bring B town because Holy shit. I would have to tear somebody's fucking head off. Um, Oof. And, and like, cause it, sometimes, you know, ego gets in the way and people are like, oh, well I could totally do this and this with your dog. And I'm like, I wouldn't Ev- fucking let you. Everybody you thinks could. they're the badass trainer that can fix the dog. Yeah. Um, yeah. especially not especially, but sometimes people that put on seminars or people that attend seminars, you know, their ego attends also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're like, oh, it. I could, I could, uh, I could fix him. Just yeah. let, just let me, I, I know what to do with him. And yeah. like that's exactly not the kind of person that Misha wants to hand that leash to. Mm -mm. Especially because early on when I didn't know anything and I was a new trainer and he was, I had just gotten him and that's right. Gotten past tense. I got extra past tense. (laughs) 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 Um, I, I had him for a very brief period of time. And um, my first few seminars, I was like, y'all clearly all know way more than me. So here you go. Here's his leash. And honestly, like some good things happened, some great things happened. And then some not so great things happened um, where I like regret it every fucking day because, you know, I feel bad about shattering um, his trust and his confidence in certain situations. And I wish I would have gone a little bit slower with him in those situations. Um, so now I'm like hardcore protective mother, like everybody fuck off, get away from my dog. <laughs> um, but have, so the whole point of me saying, this, so segue, <laughs> are there any things that like any mistakes that you've made with your dogs Any any regrets that you have in terms of like, their training or their development or things that you wish you did differently. No, Allison's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) She never messes Uh, up ever. You're going to get a story for each dog then. Um, but yeah, I mean, absolutely all the time. Um, and I don't think that will ever stop happening. Um, I don't think so either. (laughs) Yeah, that that doesn't, will, that it doesn't will, seem like it's going to for me. No. <laughs> yeah, that will that will never stop happening, you know. And um, I think that's why I now have like multiple dogs because I can like, ooh, I got this, and now I got this, and now let me see what I can do with this. Um, but but yeah, like with my Malinois, I wish. Yeah. Here's the thing: I got stuck in such a horrible train of thought for so long too that I wish I had learned to think differently and for myself in a method of training it um so I grew up in like the the force free Mm -hmm. uh, side of training where like they were so absolutely (laughs) extreme (laughs) you couldn't even say no to your dog like the nuttiest of the nuts that you could possibly conjure in your brain 
that's where I came from. Um, so especially when I first got my Malinois, um, she was on the easy walk harness. We were going to a behaviorist, like silly, frivolous things. Can, um, can I, can I pause you real quick and ask you why no. you got a Malinois working in the force free world? Well, I was only working in the forestry world. I was already like spending time in the balanced world. Okay, so okay. with that being said, I you, did have experience like handling Malinois. Um, and yeah. I was working for a narcotics detection. Nice. Um, so you, you had seen the other side. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Um, abso- I just, absolutely. I pictured like starry eyed little force free trainer. No, nope. like, Oh, that's a cute dog. Like what possesses that starry eyed trainer to get a Malinois? Like, yeah, I didn't no, see so- so here's the thing. Like I've always loved German shepherds and my pit was like the laziest and easiest <laughs> dog to train. Um, and I ne- kind of needed a demo dog. So I'd been handling Malinois for some time. I got some experience and, you know, I was working for a force free company, a, because it got me into dog training full time and I was able to learn group classes and how to run a business. So as long as I was there, unfortunately, yeah, I was, I was learning a lot of wrong methods and, and a long, a lot of wrong ways to think about things. Um, and I was promoting all the crazy stuff. But at the same time, I was able to, you know, get exposure to a shit ton of dogs. Like I said, teach group classes, learn how to handle emergency situations and and the opposite end. Um, I can hear that squeaker. (laughs) Who's who's playing with the squeaker? Who's that? Uh, It's Jet. And uh, it's a pile of uh, flapjacks is what it is. (laughs) That's adorable. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah, that's... um, that's, uh, that's pretty, you know, everybody has to start somewhere, right? Like I, um, it worked and, out for the best. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like the force free world does have its place in, in some sense that like, yeah, you can accomplish some things without, um, you know, basically just compelling the dog and pressuring the dog into it and being like, you will fucking do this or else. And there's yeah. tons of stuff. And like, there's that's a lot a very of en- enrichment stuff in the force free world that I really yep. appreciate and think should be, I mean, it, it free shaping. Be- I mean, free, free shaping. Yeah. I was doing that a long time ago, but yeah, it's, there's still tons of good stuff that, that came out of it. It was just, um, you know, all the wrong stuff that they were promoting, but the, the good always outweighs the bad. And that's the way I try to think about it. So, yeah. and then I, I eventually found my way and now I'm tainted evil. Um, I guess, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, you know, do you ever have like anybody from like your past or like, um, from the force free world there in Florida, like, you know, try to do like dumb scummy stuff, like write negative reviews, even though they've never been to your business or like, Oh, absolutely. Just harass you. Yeah. South Florida is a pretty shallow place. Um, not going to (laughs) lie. So, um, yeah, my, my, my former, the person who I formerly worked for definitely wrote some negative stuff all over me. You know, I went through a whole lawsuit about it. Oh, that's Um, right. Wow. That's right. I remember this story. Yep. Um, it was worth it. Which is hilarious to think about because like their whole thing is force free, positive only. And they are some of the most forceful people I have ever met. Yes. They are like, you will listen to my ideas and you will know that you are Fuck wrong. Fuck you, you're a shitty Fuck person. You, go kill yourself. Yeah. And it's Yo. like, shit, dude. I yeah. just want to help some dogs. 
You need to calm down. <laughs> like, crazy. I'm sorry we don't agree on everything. I think some of the stuff you do is great. Like, you need to tone it down. You sound no, crazy. they can't. No, they can't. They can't. They're the most I, forceful people ever. Yeah. And they'll crucify you. Yeah. 100%. They'll crucify 100%. you. So. Which is crazy. Like, because why wouldn't you live that mantra in all aspects of your life? Right. But, but you know what? So, someone taught me when I was a very young green trainer that no matter, and I was at least independent enough to think of it that way, but no matter who you listen to, you can always take away something from somebody. It doesn't mean you sure. have to yeah. agree with them. And I think a lot of people forget to stay humble. Yeah. You That's know, true. stay humble. Sit down. Be humble. <laughs> There's a whole song like that. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Man, I have like a billion more things I want to talk to you about. And um, but I think this is a good stopping point for our uh, public our free podcast. Shit. Our, our free, free shit. shit. So, All right. Um, thank you guys so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Um, we hope you enjoyed our interview of Allison. And I hope I didn't talk too much because I'm just really <laughs> excited to talk to her and I miss her so much. She's I our know. friend. <laughs> Their friend. Um, but if you want to hear more, definitely go check out our Patreon. Um, check out Puppyscapes. If y'all have questions or topics you want us to talk about, you can either, if you're already a patron, you can message us directly on Patreon or you can email us at Podcasts. At gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Um, but real quick, Allison, is there anything? Sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. That you wanted sorry. to possibly promote your social media? What's your What's your handle? My um, handle is my name, Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N underscore canine. I am in South Florida and my Facebook is Complete Canine Training. It's a giant fucking mouthful. It's all the way spelled out with both C's, okay? And yeah, check it out. <laughs> nice. Awesome. I like your slogan. Yeah. Giant fucking mouthful. <laughs> complete Canine Training. It's a whole mouthful. Yeah. It works though. It's it's about the imagery, you know. So, you know. <laughs> Keep <laughs> okay, bye. 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 bye.